Hi there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani with Jerry Usher, and hopefully you. We've got an interesting uh, question we're going to be asking our Take Two family of your earliest experience of God. I think we're going to get some wonderful takes on this topic. And Jerry, let's hit the ground running. I love the Take Two family because they always participate. Well, it's been a great start to the new year with your participation in the program, just like it always is. And phone lines are wide open right now. It's always the best time to call the show right at the beginning, 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Again, if you can recall, how far back does your memory go? What is your earliest experience of God. It could have been when you were a young child. Maybe you were not a a believer, maybe not a person of faith for many, many years. Maybe it came along a little bit later in life when you really had a true experience of God. You knew he was real and you knew you wanted to know him and love him and serve him. So that's what we're talking about today. Call it. Got to hurry right now. 833-288-3986. That is the number to dial, 833-288-3986. Matt Kabinsky is waiting to answer your call. He'll chat with you for a few minutes, put you on hold. You get to listen live. You can share your earliest experience of God. Jeff Burson is monitoring social media. He does a great job. Jerry and I are waving to our social media group. You guys got the chats going. Um, And yes, people are already commenting, Jerry, we're wearing the same color again after eight and a half years. Mm -hmm. Jerry and I, we don't plan this. Uh, it's it's just kind of I think I think the good Lord has a great sense of humor. We we tend to wear the same colors on video all the time, and so what does that tell us? It tells us the Holy Spirit's working, folks, and we believe in the Holy Spirit. So um, Ace McKay is at the controls. We're ready to go. We want your earliest experience of God. Mine comes as a very small child during Holy Thursday, visiting the churches in adoration mm-hmm. with my mother, who always uh, taught the tradition of visiting. Multiple Multiple churches on Holy Thursday. I was very tiny. I had no idea. I was super excited uh, traveling around in New Jersey to all these churches till midnight. I had the most profound experience it, at church. Uh, my mother and I could we we heard sounds that sounded like angels, and uh, I, I it's it has stuck with me um, for let's say fifty you know fifty five years since then. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it was my mom. My mom introduced me. That was my first Mm -hmm. experience with really, you know, kind of hearing and feeling uh, the other side of the veil. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. What about you, Take Two family? Do you recall your earliest experience of God? If you do, call and share it with us right now at 833-288-3986. You can email your takes, take two at EWTN.com. As Debbie mentioned, if you're watching the video stream on Facebook or YouTube, you can weigh in there, get your chats going. You can always post on a social, on, excuse me, the show website at take2show.com. Join those on the line being screened right now. Still a few lines are open, 833-288-3986. Maybe your first experience of God was when you were enrolled in Catholic school, or maybe you were in, you know, CCD or, uh, you know, RCIA. 
um, religious education. It goes by different names. But we'd love to hear what your earliest experience of God was, 833-288-3986. I'd have to say what came to my mind in reflecting on this topic, Debbie, was I was probably four or five years old, and we had a babysitter. I remember her name, Mrs. Brownfield, and we lived in Seattle, Washington at the time where I was born until I was about seven, and there was an earthquake, and she got us all together, huddled up, and wow. we started praying. Mm-hmm. And I think that was definitely one of my earliest experiences of God as I thought, uh, you know, I look back, I, I was thinking to myself, wow, you know, there's something bigger than all of this. There's somebody, mm-hmm. there's this being that could say, obviously keep us safe or save us from any danger because Mrs. Brownfield wanted us to be sure and pray to that being. And so that was an early experience of God for me. And you were how old? Uh, four or five. Yeah, see, that's that's about the age that I was when I experienced that in church, this idea that there was, I love how you said that, something bigger. And as a little kid, think about that, folks, a little kid exploring this idea that there's something bigger out there and, and watching over us, caring for us. Um, wow, that is powerful, Jerry. Let's talk about that. Go back to your childhood and share with us the your earliest experience of God. What did it look like? What did it feel like? What did it sound like? We want to know all the details because we are the Take Two family journeying together as the mystical body of Christ. 833-288-3986. We have the show team in place. Mention uh, Matt Gabinski. He is our call screener. Ace McKay is our producer. Jeff Burson is monitoring social media. Affiliates, we're always grateful that you carry the show. Without the affiliates, uh, without Sirius XM 130, then there is no Take Two with Jerry and Debbie or other programs. So please uh, be sure and uh, you know toss a few dollars in the direction of EWTN mm-hmm. and your local Catholic station when they pass that virtual basket around. Uh, 833-288-3986, your earliest experience of God. We've got several of you all already queued up on the line waiting to share your takes on this still room for a couple more though so if you have thought about something maybe you've been reflecting on this and you just had that aha moment well now is the time for you to call 833-288-3986 well in your situation when you were a child and your experience of god was something because you had some fear right there was some fear and so bringing in god um, calms that it makes everybody feel at peace and secure right but in my situation situation with Holy Thursday visiting the churches at adoration mine was more of a euphoric feeling a, a feeling of a real joy and 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 peace and calm so it was it was a different aspect of experiencing God but the same God right mm-hmm. and so how incredible is that let's explore this folks this could be life-changing for others because sometimes people feel so distant from God they don't know how to understand God comprehend God imagine God We can make a difference today with the conversations we have right here on Take Two. So please join in if you feel prompted by the Spirit. Go along with the Spirit. Say yes, 833-288-3986. Yeah, and what you share might, uh, we always say it's going to help somebody else because there might be people who have had an experience of God and haven't been able to really pinpoint what it was or make sense of it. And what you share could be similar to their experience. And they'll say, wow, that." Well, that was God, you know, and that that could really, like Debbie says, turn a life around, maybe save a soul eventually, ultimately, who knows? (laughs) 833-288-3986. We'll start with Sarah. We got Marty. We got Cheryl. We got Matt on some other lines. Still a line open for you if you'd like to join us about 
your earliest experience of God. We're asking today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, what's your earliest experience of God? Um, Maybe it was just today, yesterday, your earliest experience of God. We want to know the details, not because we are curious and nosy. Uh, We really are interested in in a very good way, a very holy way. And I think that is important that we um, share our experiences of faith, how we view God, how close we feel to God, so we can journey and grow together. As the mystical body of Christ, keep this in mind, folks, that when when everyone, uh, when you're rejoicing, we're rejoicing. When you're hurting, we're hurting. That's the way the body of Christ works. And we believe that here on Take Two. So we need your help. Fill those last two phone lines and share your earliest experience. Or maybe you feel very distant from God. Could we talk about that as well? We're here to uh, walk together. But before we go to the phones, Jerry, the most holy name of Jesus, the name Jesus is a prayer. Um, and I love that. Uh, my mother used to always say that. Just say the name of Jesus. It's a prayer. January is the month dedicated to the most holy name of Jesus. Join us in this devotion to the most holy name of Jesus with books, rosaries, devotional candles, litanies, and statues available at EWTNRC.com. My favorite place to shop, by the way. All right. <clears throat> Should be. Should be for all of us. Great resources there. Okay. Have you had time to think about your earliest experience of God? Join the conversation. Take two with Jerry and Debbie and you. We emphasize the and you because it's your show. Join us now at 833-288-3986. And as promised, we'll start with Sarah in Edgerton, Ohio, listening on Annunciation Radio. Hello, Sarah. Hi. How are you guys today? Great. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you. Very good. So I was raised by um, a Protestant who had converted, and so I knew who Jesus was from a really early age, like about three. But my memory that I wanted to share was, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably six or seven, maybe. And it was a really rainy, blustery day with a lot of wind, and the clouds are really gray, heavy gray, and you could see them moving really fast. My mom had taken, had to go through the bank drive through and when we pulled out to go onto the street, um, I remember looking up in the clouds and saying, Mom, there is Jesus' face. Like, the image of Christ, like what I would imagine was on Veronica's veil. So kind of the crucified Christ with the beard and the, and the crown of thorns. And it was moving across the sky in the clouds. And I don't know if she remembers seeing it, but it was a memory that I just, I always think about, you know, that you have to look for God in unusual places <laughs> because sure you're in everybody, in everything. Yeah. Okay, so Sarah, I got a question for you. By the way, Happy New Year. Um, if you close your eyes, can you still see uh, portions of that image? Yes, and mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly where I was. I can mm-hmm. tell you the color of the building. Yep. I can tell you, I mean, it's vivid, very, very vivid. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? And what that and what that always tells me. I mean, I know the power of the a brain and memory. That's it's 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 very strong. I understand that. But when we have 
an encounter with the divine. I personally believe that it stays with us. It imprints uh, something in, in our being to be able to go back, to reconnect. I can feel the Holy Spirit as I said that, and it goes along with the book that I read, my son Carlo, uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis. It was written by his mother. Um, they, he talked about that, this idea of a constant connection through our senses. I love that feeling, and I love that you can still remember and 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 uh, pull pull to mind the image, Sarah. Yes. So, can I ask you to put something in the prayer book today? Please? Sure, I've got the prayer book right in front of me. Okay. So, I have a friend from high school whose name is Rebecca Hubley, and her her son Jonas has been uh, adopted from Haiti, and they were given information at the end of December or at the beginning of December that he needed to be deported um, because of Aww. the things. He is um, blind. He has cerebral palsy. He is autistic. And she is on her way to New York to plead her case to keep her son. And so I'm asking all of the Take Two family to please pray for that family. Yeah. Um, you can find information about that if you do the hashtag justice for Jonas. Um, mm-hmm. but justice for I'm, Jonas. Okay. I just please pray mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying that he could get dep- uh, deported back to Haiti? Is he's got does he have family there? I mean, how is he going to be taken care of? I mean, he needs a lot of support. He was adopted from Haiti. He was an orphanage, and they, oh. she has a heart for being with Warren. She went on a mission trip, saw him, said, "We're going to adopt him." And there's been some complications because some of the paperwork was destroyed in the Haitian earthquake of 2010. They've gone through all of the channels and did everything they needed to, and then they were told he must voluntarily leave um, January 2nd. And Mm. obviously he hasn't, but to send him back to Haiti would be a death sentence for him because she cares for him. He's he's nonverbal. He is um, not capable of taking care of himself. Wow. That breaks my heart. Okay, we have to pray. We need a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with, with all of the things going on with, you know, immigration and people being allowed into the country and allowed to stay and all of that, you know, whatever your opinion on that is, I'm not trying to, you know, take take a side on that. I'm just saying here here's a situation that should be an easy one, you know. Exactly. I mean, this, it's very this, clear. This boy has needs, yeah. and they probably are not going to be, possibly not going to be met if he if he goes back to Haiti. So, Sarah, we will, uh, Debbie's got that in the prayer mm-hmm. book, and the whole Take Two family, let's be storming heaven for Jonas right now, okay? Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Keep, can Thanks, you keep Sarah. us posted, Sarah? I will. I will okay. send it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, that was disturbing. Yeah. That really mm-hmm. bothers me. He needs to be. He needs to be with Rebecca. Rebecca can care for him. He needs to stay here. We need a. We need a miracle, well, it, folks. So let's. It re- sounds like right? God brought them together. You know, I mean, yeah. Rebecca has that beautiful heart for Jonas, in spite of all of his, you know, difficulties and challenges. She wanted him in her life, in her family. Mm-hmm. So that's right. We'll pray that they get to stay together. Okay, your earliest experience of God. That's what we're asking you about. You might have something to share with the program today or the rest of the Take Two family. It's easy. It's 833-288-3986. Marty in Cleveland is next, listening on The Rock. Hello, Marty. Welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jerry. Happy New Year, Debbie. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, My first experience with God, and I really truly believe this happened when I was about 25 years old. Um, I am very fortunate that I have the same group of friends that I met on the first day of first grade, and all these years later, we're still close. 
And what happened was, is a friend of mine was working on an advanced degree. He was going to Idaho State University. He's a naturalist and a park ranger in National Park Services out west. He had come home, and he took a hike in a local park here in, Cle- in the Cleveland area. And, uh, you know, he was at the end of the path, and it overlooked what's called the Chagrin River here in Cleveland. And he was looking down, and he thought he was on solid ground. And it was a false solid. It was actually, he stepped on the snow and he fell 85 feet into the Chagrin River. That was on a Sunday, you know, midday. And he was there until about early evening when it just so happened a park ranger came along and saw him in the river. Uh, They took him to the emergency room immediately. That was on a Sunday. I found out what happened on a Tuesday. And myself and two of my friends went to see him on a Thursday afternoon. He had been in the ICU that entire period. And it really, I spoke with his parents. They didn't think he was going to make it through the week. On Thursday, they didn't think he was going to make it through the day. So we went to either say our goodbyes or be part of the last rites. Um, they were taking him down. They wanted to do some tests. So the clinicians, there was a doctor, a couple nurses, uh, they came by, his, his parents wanted to see him, we were there. So I went up to him, and as soon as he heard my voice, he came out of that coma. Wow. And he just looked at me, he smiled, I said, Bruce, what do you remember? And he said, all I remember was I was trying to catch air. And uh, that was it. As soon as that happened, and he was able to speak, and the doctor asked him, said, "Who? do you know these guys? Do you know these guys? And it was myself, my buddy Steve, and our friend Lenny. And he's like, hey, how you doing, Marty? Hi, Steve. Hi, Lenny. As soon as that happened, they took him, and he came out of the coma completely later that day. And, you know, we still talk about it, you know, from time to time. But he experienced what a lot of people do experience, and then I've heard people experience with the, with the white lights and the music and somebody telling him it just wasn't his time. And, uh, you know, he was in the hospital, and the Lord willed it that he came out of that coma right when we were there. So it's something that I've never experienced, ever forgot, and I really think that's my first experience with God. Wow. Marty, thanks for ta- thanks for sharing that with us. This is a, this is a fantastic story. Um, your friend, the, the friend who, uh, who had the accident again, his name was, uh, was it Steve? Bruce. Oh, Bruce, okay. How's he doing? Is he is he back uh, to being you know living life to the full, or how, how's he doing? Well, now? he's a he's a naturalist out in the okay. Nevada state of Nevada park system. Okay, so and he's doing very very well. He's got yeah. two children. Going to be a grandfather this year, okay, and uh, so. comes back to Cleveland once or twice every other year, something like that. And uh, that day always seems to come up, no matter what happens. Every time we get mm-hmm. together. I'll bet. Well, that's uh, that's an unforgettable day, and and that whole saga as it played out. Um, you know, I, I'm glad you shared what you did about you know how he came out of the coma when he heard your voice and your other buddies as well. You know, I've personally had the experience uh, a couple times. One very very uh, poignantly and specifically of uh, when I was a seminarian before of a young man that I was uh, providing some care for in my chaplaincy internship in the hospital and he was on hospice and I got I get called and he he died five minutes after I got to the hospital it's like he was waiting for me and I bring that up only because you know God 
can do these things. These things really do happen. We see them in the movies a lot, and you know, we we sort of uh, paint these pictures and these scenarios and all of that. But you know, everybody told me Tim was waiting for you to get there, and Marty. In this case, you know, your friend Bruce. You know, it, it was your voice. You know, it was these. I don't know where I'm really going with this, Debbie. But well, uh, you know, I think you know you're going. Trying to, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I totally know. But you, but you just talked about movies, and it just I was I was chuckling because I'm thinking to myself. Marty, have you guys thought about approaching this and going to some of these Christian um, uh, producers? And this is a real life story of 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 the supernatural entering in for this miracle for Bruce. This is this should be on the big screen as a continual a continual um, uh, a confidence builder in God and 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 an ability to get out uh, Bruce's story and and how it has impacted you. Have you guys thought about that? Taking it to the big screen. Uh, not, no, Debbie, we haven't. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember, this, this was 40 years ago, Debbie. I'm 65. Bruce is 66 now. Right, so, but, it's, but it's a true um, story. But, but the bottom line is that, well, no, it is a true story, and I'm actually going to be going out to Nevada later on this year, and I'm sure I'll talk to him on the phone. We usually talk every couple of weeks, but I will let him know that I called EWTN, the Take-Two show, mm-hmm. and uh, and you made that suggestion, and you know, if he's willing to be part of it, because it really is his story um, more than it is mine. I mean, he right. lived it, you right. know, and he had the what right. I believe that experience with God. But it certainly made an impact on me, Debbie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I remember when he told me, you know, the story about the white light and everything. Mm-hmm. I was just amazed. I, I was completely well, amazed because I, I had heard things like that, but I never believed that. Right. It. And, and it is Bruce's story. I understand that, Marty. But remember, when, when miracles happen and God intervenes, it is for everybody around Bruce as well. That is the reason why God breaks that veil. So it was for you and for the doctors and for his family and everyone else that encountered Bruce. So yes, it is Bruce's story, but that's why I think these real life stories that have God um, at the center of them, they are important for us, especially now in this very dark world. And you'll see that a lot of um, people have stepped up in the industry, in the in the um, movie producing industry to um, bring these real life Christian um, faith based faith based stories, like um, for instance, Father Darren Merlino, who's a friend of of, of Take Two. Jerry goes way back with Father Darren Merlino. He is in that same category of helping to get these films on the big screen. So I would really pray about it, Marty, and talk to Bruce. I think it could be amazing. And Jerry and I would expect to be invited at the red carpet um, opening of the film. Okay. Okay, well, we'll have it here in Cleveland then, if that's okay. the case. Deal. I'll go to Cleveland. I love Cleveland, and I love The I'm Rock. Sure the Rock would work with The this, Rock yeah. would, yeah. yeah. Seriously, Marty, I'm not trying to pressure you, but I think Bruce's story should be told. I think it's it's beautiful. Well, thank you, Debbie. I will definitely speak with him. I haven't talked to him yet this year. We have to do our Happy New Year speak, so I'm sure that'll happen this weekend. So um, thank you very much for taking my call. I wish (laughs) everybody in the Take-Two family a very great 24. And Debbie, Jerry, thank you so much, and God bless everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. Thanks so much. Appreciate the call, Marty, very much. That was such Um, a cool call. Yeah. Mike, hang on. We're going to get to you in a moment. Cheryl, we have Kathy. Uh, we have a, a line that is open there. It's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. It's our uh, show on the Feast of St. Elizabeth and Seton, a great American saint. I think she was mm-hmm. the first American-born mm-hmm. uh, person to be canonized a saint. 
And we're talking today about your earliest experience of God. Do you have a memory of that? If you do, share with the world right now at 833-288-3986. Watching on YouTube is Anne Marie. Hi, Anne Marie says, um, I was lost in Yosemite Park at seven years old. I was passing a big can with breathing holes for a bear and meat as well. It was a bear trap. I saw it over and over, and although I was lost, I remained calm. I just knew God would help, and he did. Hikers found me and led me back to camp. The sun was starting to set. I should have cried. I should have been scared, but I was not. A total knowing that God had me. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Anna Marie, that is powerful. Yeah. And we've got more uh, social media comments coming in from Timoteo and others. You can always... Um, send us emails as well, take two at EWTN.com. We'd love to hear your story of your earliest experience of God. Please join us on Take Two. I don't know about you, I can speak for Debbie. I think we are loving this conversation today. Your earliest experience of God on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you, 833-288-3986. As promised, Mike, hold on, we're going to go to you. You're right after Cheryl. Kathy will be after that. And we have a couple of lines open if you'd like to share your earliest experience of God, 833-288-3986. Hi, Cheryl in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Cheryl. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to to you, too. My earliest experience was when I was 12 years old. The rest of my family were all Lutherans and Protestants, and they kept on discouraging me from me becoming a Catholic. So I just fought back and fought back against them, and we were having sort of World War II going on, like a family feud going on. But I kept up that Catholic faith, and I just kept on sneaking out of the house every single Sunday morning, going to the Catholic church services at the Catholic church down the street from where I lived. And I kept on hearing God telling me, Cheryl, why do you think I was allowing you to be born on my special day on Jesus' birthday on December 25th? Why do you think I'm granting you all these wonderful gifts? I would love for you to come home to join the Holy Order for you to serve me with your whole entire life. So since then, I kept on fighting back. I was confirmed, worked hard with Father Chauncey Winkler and Deacon Jeff Arner, and they knew my understanding of God was so deep and unshakable that they allowed me to become a part of Our Lady Guadalupe Monastery. Since then, I will never give it up no matter what. So I just heard God's call. He wanted me to come home and serve him as far as my state of life was permitting me to do. And I just kept on fighting back, and I kept my faith since I was 12 years old. Mm, beautiful, Cheryl. This is a, this, you're, you're, you've, been a, you've been a member of the mm-hmm. Take-Two family for a long time. You've called the show several times, but these are, you're sharing some things that you hadn't shared with us before, and this is really beautiful, especially you know being born on Jesus' birthday, December yes. 25th. So happy birthday, what, about a week and a half or so ago. Mm-hmm. I hope it was a blessed day for you. I'm, I'm sure that it was. But, yeah, you, you fought for this. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. put this on your heart, and it was what you really desired. But you were just being, you were following his call, his will in your life. And I think God... God's going to pour out the most blessings in our lives when we're obedient to his will. 
And Cheryl, you did that. You had to, like you said, you had to fight for this. But now, look at the blessings that have unfolded in your life, and we couldn't be happier for you. And we're so happy that you shared what you did on the program today. Did I it? totally agree. And Cheryl, I just want to say that Jerry tapped into this idea of fighting uh, your way t- uh, towards God. I think it is so beautiful the image of that. I see you running towards God and and you know pushing away all the obstacles, you know jumping over the obstacles, you know knocking them down, getting your way to God. And and I get emotional thinking about it because I can just picture God saying, "There's my daughter coming to me. How beautiful is that?" And and just embracing you in a spiritual sense, but. but but after um, you're finished with your time here on earth um, and the good Lord, just think about that. It's going to be such an embrace that it, that you're, it's so amazing, Cheryl. You can't even put words around it of how you fought to get towards God and how, um, ama- how, what an incredible experience it's going to be for you um, um, when you, when you get to embrace him after your life is, is done here, you can feel that natural, seamless connection because you fought so hard to be with him on this side of the veil. I say kudos to you, Cheryl. Uh, blessings, uh, wow, more than uh, graces, blessings, everything in abundance for you. I think that is so awesome. I wish more people would, would fight so hard to get towards God. I think that we have been given God very easily and we tend to push, a lot of us tend to just push God away or put him on a shelf or like Jerry sometimes says, use God as the gumball God. You know, we, we put a quarter in, we get a gumball out. That's not the way to, to, to approach the relationship. What do you say, Cheryl? Oh, definitely. Because the greatest gift that he has given me was for me to be able to take two satanic worshipers and convert them over to the Catholic faith. And now I'm going to be their sponsor when they get confirmed this April. It's unbelievable. Amazing. Wow, that is fantastic. Cheryl, look what the Holy Spirit is doing in and through you. Again, it goes back Mm -hmm. to just obedience. I'm serious. Um, radical obedience. God calls us all, all to be radically obedient to him. And there's a reason for that. You know, it's not just to like enslave us or put us in chains or anything. God has a will, a perfect will for our lives. And yeah. he wants us to follow that. And it's, it's a simple recipe. When we are in his will, then he is going to use us in powerful ways, just like he is with you, Cheryl. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our conversation today. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Cheryl's She's in God's before, favor. That was, that was an amazing call right there. Yeah, that's powerful. That's God's abundant grace and blessings. And it's incredible. That's what relationship brings when you stay connected and get close to God, folks. Okay, let's hear what Mike has to say in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, on our friends at Real Presence Radio. Hi, Mike. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So, right right ahead. I I had an experience. um, a while back, uh, I'm a, I was a coach, and I, uh, one of my athletes uh, was really struggling. As a matter of fact, her whole family was struggling with uh, her mom's uh, uh, severe addiction. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I could just see it, you know, uh, t- tearing apart the family. It was a very, very good family. So, I mean, I, um, it was, it, I think it was uh, <clears throat> teacher conferences weekend, didn't I? I uh, I hadn't spent a lot of time in front of the tabernacle and the in adoration, but I, I spent some time that that day in the church, kind of just praying about the situation and 
Um, and then I was going to go up to my room to do some, you know, paperwork, uh, catch up. And the school was locked. But uh, as I was going out of the church into the school, there's a door that goes to the church as well, uh, to the school. And uh, the person I was praying for walks through the door. And, um, you know, should have been locked. <laughs> you know, at that, that, the very moment uh, I, I, I saw her face, uh, the hair in the back of my neck just uh, stood up. It was just a powerful, <clears throat> a powerful moment, you know, you're praying about and for somebody, and then they walk in the door. It's almost like God says, you know, okay, so you were praying for her. Well, here she is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> delivered, delivered her right, right in my presence as I walk out of you know, the church. And um, so we spent some time together. We went shopping, and, you know, it was... Um, we were doing some shopping for the food shelf, and so we just we shopped together and let me talk a little bit. We talked about, you know, forgiveness, and, you know, it was, uh, I guess that was, the, that was the moment, you know, and we start thinking about this, and I, it, it, up to that point, I, I, you know what, people kind of believe in coincidences. You know, that was a coincidence. Wow, that was weird. Uh, you know, and that's the first time I believe that uh, I got out of that mindset of, um, oh, that was a coincidence versus that was God's work, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's work. And uh, so that, that, was a, that was a pretty powerful mm-hmm. uh, moment for me, realizing that these events are not uh, just random, mm-hmm. you know, random, but they're Holy Spirit-driven. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the interesting thing of your story, Mike, I think it was very powerful, and I'm so glad you shared it with all of us today, this idea of, of, of prayer. When we pray, there is an immediate connection, okay? So, and a lot of people say, well, what is my prayer going to do? I'm just saying these names or thoughts or, or feelings or whatever, and where does it go? Where does it go? You hear that all the time with, with people who aren't, who, who aren't really sure of, of the effectiveness of their prayer. But what you just shared is this idea that you were praying, and then here comes this person that you were praying about. Okay, so you made that connection with God. God immediately made the connection with you, put everything into place. Do we believe that's an accident? Well, the world will say, hey, that's just coincidence. You know, that's, that could happen to anybody. You could be thinking about somebody and somebody could call or come into the door or come into the room. Okay, that all sounds great. But we know that that's not true because if we know and, and we believe in what God has promised us through, through his word, his living word in, in scripture, we know that the vine and the branches stay connected, remain in me. And what you did in prayer is you, you made that connection, like putting a, a, an electrical plug into the wall. It made the connection. Boom. You were presented with the, with the um, opportunity to do something really well for God. Mike, and you responded. Here's the interesting thing about your, your story. Um, we, I know in religious education, and Jerry can share this as well in, in the work, in the ministry work that he does, 
um, when people enter into understanding that this connection with God produces results and experiences and, and signs and symbols and, uh, and all sorts of people in front of us on a regular basis, God will um, continue to use that and multiply it. It doesn't decrease, it increases with God. The more you connect, the more he uses you. Would you agree with that, Mike? Yes, that, that's been the whole path after that, that my, that's been, you know, kind of taken over my life, is that uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, and I, I'm seeing his work a, a lot clearly, instead of, you know, my, my senses are so much more heightened, I think, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a, a, after this journey, you know, you know, that, you know, it's, uh, it's yeah. you, you. You can recognize it so easily. Whereas, you know what? How would I have missed that before? But, but right. like, well, you're you're getting ready for your glorified body. You do realize that, right? Yeah. When you when you have increased senses, you're getting ready for what's to come. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but mm-hmm. that's very yeah. comforting thought. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, I was just thinking also about the previous caller about the naturalist. Yeah. You no, know, I was just kind of thinking about you know. Maybe, you know, I'm probably the books out there or the movies out there or something. I don't know. But uh, I just thought, you know, compiling stories, you know, like a, a book with uh, against all odds, you know, uh, stories, you know, such as this that, uh, you know, bring to mind, uh, you know, God's work, you know, in this current age, in this current day, his work is evident. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there be a lot, must, there must be a lot of stories out there, you know, against all odds. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So it, no, it, God, it should be God interesting is, to have him. <laughs> yeah, he has. He hasn't stopped doing great things and miracles, and and they're right in front of us. Like you said, Mike, you just have to have that heightened sense, that high, your heightened senses, I should say, and just uh, be looking. We, we need to be on the lookout for what God is doing. You know, not mm-hmm. let these things just necessarily catch us off guard. A lot of them will, but we should be expecting that God is doing big things and will continue to do big things. So. I totally Mike, uh, we hope you have a blessed 2024. Please call the show again. Um, we'd love to hear from you, okay? Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank, Thank you, you, Mike. Mike just gave me a really good idea. If he's still listening, we should do a webinar this um, spring and bring uh, all the creative minds together to explore uh, possible projects like books and, and movies or whatever ideas, you know, because the Take-Two family is, I mean, we hear, just so you guys know, we hear from bishops and priests and deacons and lay leaders that they use the Take-Two platform. They get great homily material, uh, things for religious education, different uh, they, uh, Bible schools and Bible studies that they want to do or programs at the church. It's all because of the Take-Two family members your lived experiences they are using those experiences and putting them into practice at the parish level way to go take two family Okay, Kathy and Cleveland, hold on one second. I just have to make this quick uh, announcement that The World Over is on tonight with Raymond Arroyo on EWTN radio and television. If you don't catch this show weekly, folks, you're missing a lot. So we encourage you because tonight on The World Over, Raymond talks with Philip Lawler, who is the editor of Catholic World News, on Fiducia Supplicans and actor-director Rob Schneider on his latest film and his Catholic faith. And there's an encore, the interview with Archbishop Georg 
Georg Ganswein for the first anniversary of the death of Pope Benedict XVI. That's the world over with Raymond Arroyo tonight and every Thursday, 8 Eastern Time on EWTN-TV and radio. If you want to squeeze in a quick call to us, you can still get in. Very, you got to go fast, though, 833-288-3986 and share your earliest experience of God. But Kathy has been waiting so patiently in Cleveland, Ohio, listening on The Rock. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jerry and Debbie. How are you? Blessed New Year. Thank you. Same to you. Well... I was baptized at the age of six years old because my mom wanted us to get into Catholic schools, me and my two younger sisters. But I'll tell you, it was so amazing and just so glorious because we were baptized and we went home and had a little party. But my sisters, I, we knew something awesome had happened. We knew, we, we, we cartwheeled, we rejoiced, we played, we, we did ring around the rosy. But it was so amazing. It was just so amazing. And that is how I know that God loves us, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, to really have that kind of a keen sense of what you received in baptism, Kathy, at that still, let's face it, rather young age, um, you know, most, uh, a lot of people, of course, you were baptized as infants. I was, I was 22 days old, I think. Me too. But you, you were six years old. A lot of people get baptized as adults. But, you know, you knew, you said you knew something awesome had happened. And something awesome actually had happened because all of your sins, original sin, uh, you probably weren't at the age of reason, so you may not have had actual sins. But you were, you were, you were brought into the family of God, adopted by God as be, his beloved daughter at that mm-hmm. point. And I love the way you said you and I think you said your sisters, you just sang and danced and just really totally celebrated. It reminds me of, you know, David uh, in, in the Old Testament and, you know, just all, all of the Psalms, you know, Debbie, that talk about, you know, dance before the Lord and sing a joyful song to the Lord. And just the way that uh, people used to really respond when God was active like this in their lives. I totally agree, Jerry. Um, Kathy, you and your sisters were free and you were expressing that and you were you were feeling that joy. You were feeling that uh, security that that you are God's. And, and that is an incredible feeling that you can't describe. So yeah, you guys probably... You were doing cartwheels and not even touching the ground. You were floating because it, you you did have that um, incredible mark um, for for Jesus, where you now belong to Him. And it's that is there's such a um, an immense um, freedom, but a, um, a joy is a great word, I think, because it's so interior. But this idea of just being elated and elevated to a higher level of that connection that we're talking about, where where when we're walking this earth, there's a heaviness. Let's face it, there's a heaviness because of the fallen nature. There's a heaviness of of being in this world, right? But when we feel that God sense, we're we're kind of floating. And it sounds like you're describing that, Kathy, in your words. One thing I want to ask you is, how did you? Uh, what was your experience of Catholic school with your siblings? Oh, it was awesome. I um, I went with the Sisters of St. Joseph, and uh, it was just, uh, it was wonderful. I went to, to well, the nuns, um, through college. I went to St. Aloysius Catholic grade school. I went to Beaumont High School, and then I went to Ursuline College. And I tell you, it was wonderful. Also, I'm a pastoral care minister, and I would love to take two family to pray for all those that I've come across, who I've prayed for, who've asked prayers of me. And it's amazing. It's just amazing what the Lord does. 
Beautiful. We have another mm-hmm. thing in common. I went to St. Aloysius too, <laughs> but in New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good. Very um, well, cool. Well, listen, you two be blessed always because you are just doing a marvelous job. Oh, thank oh, you, Kathy. Thank, thank you. Kathy. And thanks for your pastoral care work, too. Yes. That is so very, very important. See how God is using you, Kathy, and, mm-hmm. and will continue to do amazing things through you. Thank you so much. Bless your heart. Have a beautiful 2024. I know. 2020, 2024. we got to keep saying that. You can't <laughs> say the, the last year anymore. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow is our Real Presence show. We're going to be showing up strong for the first uh, first Friday of the month for the new year on the Real Presence, the, the Most Holy Eucharist, the Body, Blood, Soul, and Divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So tell all your friends talking about the Eucharist tomorrow on Take Two. Please make sure you respond and participate. But Michael is going to wrap up our discussion on our first experiences of God. And Michael is in Texas. Is it Quinlan, Texas? Sirius XM 130. Hello, Michael. Happy New Year. Hi. Hi. Um, hi, you two. It's nice talking to you again. Um, I uh, just want to quickly share that uh, uh, I was at McDonald's and there was a lady in front of me and I asked her how she was doing and she said, fine. And she said, you? I said, well, I'm blessed. I hope you are. And she said, well, you know, my uh, my husband and daughter were killed in an automobile accident yesterday. And uh, so anyways, after she got done ordering and I got done ordering, I went over to her and I asked her if we could pray. And I prayed for her and her husband and daughter. And, um, um, you know, I just thank God for the uh, experience of being able to... Uh, to use me like that, and it has happened again uh, another time where uh, someone lost somebody uh, relatively, you know, right before I asked her how uh, how she was doing. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm just thankful that God puts me in these situations. And mm-hmm. um, um, uh, anyways, it it gives me chills just thinking mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So um, right. that's it. My, Michael, real quickly, I have to just share this real, real fast. Is, is Michael your birth name, or did you pick your confirmation name? Is Michael your birth name? No, Michael is my birth name. And okay. I, by the way, I was baptized after I was born. Okay. Michael, I don't believe there's any accident. Just just hear me out on this. Take it for you know what I'm saying and, and just process this and discern this. But... Um, um, Adam Bly and I, we on on the on the spirit world, um, we we talk a lot about Saint Michael the Archangel. I don't believe there's any accident. God is using a lot of people and tapping people because she's always going to. Re- I'm sure you shared your name as Michael with her. Um, so my my point is is that um, uh, God is using people to to be His hands and feet out there to to connect very quickly right now, very quickly. It's 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 in a rapid speed. Um, I just believe there's if God is using you like this be open to even more and more and more michael and you showed up beautifully for this lady that it, that was going through this horrible time i don't know if you have her first name or the or the husband or the daughter's name but i have the prayer book out anything you want to impart to us we'll, we'll we'll put in the book we our hearts are breaking for her we don't know her but we know her through you and thank you for being christ to her yeah i i don't uh recall getting her name but uh uh, and or, or her husband and daughter's name. So okay. I'm sorry about that. Well, no, no that's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's, God put knows. Put in the prayer book anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, put, I and... put it right under your name, Michael. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And yeah, you'll be in our prayer book as well, Michael, because I echo what Debbie said, you know, just be open. Just be, and you are. It sounds like you are. And I think there are so many times when we have these, uh, you know, encounters with people out in public places, like you mentioned, at McDonald's, could be at the grocery store, could be at the movie theater, in the mall, in the airport, whatever. And I know for myself, I missed, probably missed a lot of opportunities to um, really bring blessings into people's lives. I try to say that to people. I say, you know, I hope you're blessed. I, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I hope you're having a good day. I say, well, I you know, hope, hope you're blessed. But it's interesting how many people really will respond and say, well, I hope you're blessed too. You know, they're really kind of in, a, in their own place with God and they, they appreciate us saying and doing things like that. So thank you, Michael, for, mm-hmm. like you said, going and sitting down and praying with that. That could have made, you, you don't know. Only God knows the difference. Life. Let's yeah, face it. Exactly. She could have been so distraught and yeah. in despair. Yeah. Right, my. What, when you I was say, thinking. Jerry? Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking, Michael. You know what you did. You know you you may not know in this life the 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 good, the fruit, the blessings that came uh, through that in that woman's mm-hmm. life. I agree. Michael, you're awesome, but God's got more and more because you responded in such a in an amazing way for this lady. Well, and you guys are awesome too. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Michael. God bless. Yeah. What a. But, Great way yeah. to put a little bow But there is a connection with Michael. Just keep that in mind. If yeah. your name is Michael or Michelle as a female, Michael's your confirmation name, your middle name. There's there's a connection, folks. Um, I, Adam and I talk about it all the time. There's I don't know if it's something going on in the world, if St. Michael is more... I don't know. Present in what's happening. There's a lot happening in the world. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of darkness, but there's a lot of light. There's a lot of light and Mm -hmm. we can be even a brighter light in the world. And that's what uh, uh, Michael just did from Texas with this. I feel so, my heart's breaking for this lady Mm -hmm. that lost her husband and daughter. I can't even imagine. Yeah. No, no, but you know, Michael was that angel that God really brought along to her, like we said, at just the right time. So yeah. yeah. What a great conversation today. This was amazing. As always. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. We love the Take Two family. Happy yeah. New Year to all of you. Thank you so much. If you're listening to the show, you don't have to be Catholic. You're considered part of the Take Two family. So welcome to the family. We're very friendly. Um, we like to journey together and try to get to heaven together. Um, and that's, that's what we do here on Take Two. But tomorrow is a very important topic that we need all everyone to participate, listen, or call in, or write in, or comment on social media. We must elevate the most holy Eucharist and understand it better in a deeper way, especially for the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tomorrow we will talk about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. There are so many Eucharistic miracles around the world that support that. Of course, it's already supported by scripture and history and tradition and by our own lived experiences. So if you have a, a lived experience about the real presence you would like to share on tomorrow's broadcast, please be sure and join us. As we mentioned earlier, it is the saint of the day, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. She's the patron saint of Catholic schools, teachers, widows, and loss of parents. Mm-hmm. So we ask St. Ca- Elizabeth Ann Seton to pray for you along with all of the uh, the uh, powerhouse eight or nine or whatever it's yeah. up to right now. Yeah, yeah, we've got a big support team on the other side of the veil. Pretty cool. So, folks, until tomorrow's Real Presence show, have a beautiful and blessed day. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>